Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Smoking Politics. I am your host, the Stone Conservative. Hope you're all having a great day. It's finally Friday. Honestly, I can't tell you guys how glad I am. It's Saturday tomorrow. It's been a long week. Today we'll be talking mostly about wages, and let's get started with the gender wage gap myth. So the gender wage gap myth, if you haven't heard what it is, It's the claim that women earn 76 cents for every dollar a man makes, or 79 cents if you listen to certain news sources like Vox, for example. They said 79 cents. And this is what we hear from social justice warriors. Men are trying to pay women less, the patriarchy strikes again, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is, there is no gender wage gap, and it... the, the gap that does exist is not as bad as they're claiming to uh, claiming it to be and it has nothing to do with sexism or the patriarchy let me be, let me explain first off the wage gap is not 76 cents on the dollar according to the AAUW the and that would be the American Association of University Women and they just so happen to be a feminist organization, the the real wage gap is only six cents. And and this small wage gap is to, due to the decisions that women make and the decisions they're free to make that nobody makes them make. For example, women are more likely to want to spend more time with their families, meaning they're more likely to turn down an out-of-country business trip that would last two plus weeks or turn down a promotion that would require, require the whole fam- family to move and family that's another thing most women uh, most women choose to be mothers therefore they eventually go on maternity le- maternity leave and there's nothing wrong with this women naturally want to be mothers and some women are and some women just prefer not to have kids leftist feminists however still argue there's systematic sexism and women are paid less because of the patriarchy. And no, we just discussed how women tend just tend to make uh, decisions that cause that six cent wa- wage gap. But those decisions make those women happy. But let's entertain this idea just a bit longer. If women really were paid 76 or 79 cents for every dollar a man made as a business owner trying to make and save money, would you not hire only women? Think about it. Uh, what what would be the purpose? What would be the purpose of hiring men and losing more money? There's also the stati- statistical fact that men are more likely to work overtime than women, and we're more willing to work overnight if our bosses ask us to. As for negotiating pay, I'm sorry, ladies, but a lot of you need to learn to be more assertive and professionally aggressive. It's a biological fact that women will settle for less than men. So the solution? Train yourself to uh, be more assertive and not settle for less. Learn to haggle because it helps the next time you negotiate a raise, you know, you, you might just get more than you expected. It's always good to learn these things and especially if you're a woman because it'll come in handy and you won't feel like you're, you gotta fight twice as hard to get the same amount of pay. You just gotta learn how to haggle a little bit and be more assertive. On to the minimum wage. Alright, raising the minimum wage is a terrible idea. 
But before we get into why, let's make it clear that minimum wage is not, I repeat, is not meant to support yourself or a family. It was never meant to do so. Minimum wage was meant to give teenagers some spending money, an entry job into the job, an entry into the job force, and experience for a resume. I say was because it's not that anymore. Now people demand a $15 minimum wage. Young Americans grow up without work experience, therefore lacking discipline, uh, and they have a hard time finding a job and and adjusting to the real world. All this because most of the people working those minimum wage jobs. Most of those people flipping your burgers and boxing your Big Mac, at least where I'm from, are ex-Kongs. 20 to 30 year olds uh, are the youngest there, and they always have a crap attitude. <laughs> now the last part may have been besides the point, but the reason uh, raising the minimum wage is a terrible idea is because it tears down the economy starting with the companies being forced to give the $15 minimum wage. So what happens is companies would raise prices on their on their products in order to be able to provide that that minimum wage. Places like McDonald's, however, uh, basically will fire a huge chunk. Well, they have fired a huge staff and replaced them with the the automated ordering machines. You know, the giant touch screens. And you know that's in order to save money because again, you know, a company's main purpose is to make money. And if you make them start, if you force them to start paying people that are doing really minimal work more money, they're just gonna have to find a way to make ends meet. You know, you're you're hurting you're hurting the companies and you're hurting Americans. You're taking away jobs, even if they are minimum wage jobs. Uh, look, when I tried finding a, a minimum wage job since I was 14, and no McDonald's would hire me. Ag at 14 was young to work at a McDonald's, but look, by 16 they should have let me. And everywhere I went, all I saw was 30 and 40 year olds, dude. It, I just, I couldn't find uh, anything like that. And you know, once again, it's not, you know, it's not meant to support you. It's not meant to let you uh, feed your family with that. It was never meant to do that. If you do, if you do minimal work, minimum skills, minimum wage. Just remember that. Uh, but yes, we were talking about McDonald's uh, having to cut off employees and using the giant touchscreens, and in turn other companies do the same to make enough m money in the changing economy. Because things are getting more expensive everywhere, everyone needs more money, including property owners, landlords, and anyone that rents, so uh, rents someone else a place to live. Excuse me. Sorry, somebody was at the door. Anyway, as I was saying, everyone needs more money, including property owners, landlords, and anyone that rents someone else a place to live. Uh, therefore, housing gets more expensive uh, for everyone. So now, products are more expensive, housing is more expensive, and everyone needs more money. Eventually, everyone gets a raise, and we are right back where we started. You know, you, uh, you now, you know what this is, right? It's inflation. And I don't want to dwell on this topic too long, uh, however I did want to mention it. We already pay, pay taxes to keep inmates sheltered, fed, and clothed, right? Okay, so why not pay a fraction of that in additional taxes 
to make sure they aren't a problem anymore. If ex-cons are given the tools to get a job and excel in the workforce, they will be less likely to get back behind bars, and American youths will have their entry in, um, into the workforce back. And if they don't go back behind bars, then there's a chance but no guarantee at tax cut after maybe 10 years. Okay, and on to the bump stock ban. And now I know I'm pretty late talking about this, but I'm running out of topics, so I need you all to go to at the Stone Conservative on Instagram and comment or message me and tell me what I should talk about. Again, that is at the Stone Conservative on Instagram. That's all one word, all lowercase. And since you know, I don't have a lot. Of, look, I, I got like 11 views last time, and I'm very grateful for that. But I doubt anyone will be messaging me, so. Next week, we will be talking about the Mueller report, uh, or the redacted Mueller report, and I haven't gotten started on it, I haven't gotten a chance, but, uh, you know, a week is a long time, I'll be, I'll be able to read it by then and formulate some thoughts, and who knows, maybe we'll get a little more, more information in that week, um, but enough about that, let's go, let's start talking about the bump stock ban. Um, it's, it's, it's clearly fucked up, and even worse, it's un-American, and probably worst of all, it's unconstitutional. A well-regulated militia, being ne necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Again, shall not be infringed. We, we all know the Second Amendment is there so that we could fight off a tyrannical government. That is literally what the birth of our country was based off of. So we need to have access to arms that can fight off our own military. And we unfor unfortunately already lost machine guns, so what does it matter how fast I can fire my semi-automatic weapon? This of course started because of the Las Vegas shooting. Yes, what happened was a terrible thing, but ban banning bump stocks isn't the solution. If you didn't know, the Vegas shooter used a bump stock to shoot up that concert. Apparently making bump stocks, but not the man evil. Hmm. Which, it's a ridiculous way to see things if you ask me. But things get worse. A lot worse. The bill reads as follows. To amend Title 18 United States Code to prohibit the manufacture, possession, or transfer of any part or combination of parts that is designed and functions to increase the rate of fire of a semi-automatic rifle but does not convert the semi-automatic rifle into a machine gun and for other purposes. This is the short version but you can find the whole thing by googling the bump stock ban bill and clicking the congress.gov link. But this is some seriously scary shit. This means that soon, not only bump stocks will be banned, but anything that helps you shoot your semi-automatic too fast will be banned too. This leaves the door open for things like binary triggers to be banned. As And something that I've also been wondering is, who determines how fast is too fast? How fast is too fast? Because before you know it, Democrats will be asking... Why does anyone need a semi-automatic gun? Or maybe they'll stick to fully semi-automatic. <clears throat> and they will try to leave us with bolt-action and lever-action rifles and revolvers. Also, I'm sure you noticed the part where, where it read, Any part 
or combination of parts that is designed and function, functions to increase the rate of fire. As we all know, you can make a bump stock out of a belt loop and other things if you're creative. Uh, so, with shooting with your belt loop now being a restable offense, there, see, there's there's no way that you can clearly draw a line here. And don't give me that. Who needs a bump stock? The Second Amendment was meant for hunting crap. It wasn't. The founding fathers didn't think. Hmm. You know why we? You know we just fought off a tyrannical government. But you know why we really need guns? Because we don't have grocery stores yet. Yeah. <laughs> we use guns to hunt and feed our families, but they're meant to keep us free. Also, I, I get it, bump stocks are inaccurate and there's better things to speed up your shooting. But what right does the government have to make it illegal? If I want to go have fun with a bump stock, that is my damn business. And it's an infringement on the Second Amendment. I just have to say, Trump really disappointed me with this one. This concludes today's episode of Smoking Politics. Thanks for tuning in. As I said, uh, as, as I said earlier, next week we'll be we will be talking about the Mueller report. From what I hear, it's great and pretty much what we all expected. And it'll possibly be another ep- uh, short episode like today. Those watching or those listening, let me know if you prefer this ten, you know, around ten plus minute mark type of video. Or if you prefer around 15 minute mark or or like uh, the first episode, a 20 minute mark, you know, it'll be 20 plus minutes. Uh, I want to deliver what people want to listen to. I hope you all have a great week. Be safe. I'm the Stone Conservative and I'll see you next time on Smoking Politics.